Hi, Kaylee. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Awesome. So for all of our listeners, I would love for you to just give your a quick, you know, background on yourself in whatever way feels the most right. Absolutely. So my name is Kaylee. I'm the co-founder and chief growth officer of ClearStem Skincare. We are an anti-acne and anti-aging and clear uh, oh, I said clear stem and <laughs> clean skincare company. Um, started about five years ago. My background is in holistic nutrition. I went through the absolute gamut with doctors, dermatologists trying to get the root cause of my acne, um, consistently was prescribed a ton of different medication for it. None of that felt right. Um, I then met my co-founder Danielle, uh, she owns San Diego acne clinic, um, completely cured my skin in a matter of two months, um, through all root causes of acne and really taking a holistic approach, but also having a science backed understanding of skincare and what products to actually use. So we developed a skincare line that was anti anti-acne, anti-aging, and clean all at the same time. Um, and it's it's been amazing. Um, you know, my favorite part is really getting to help other women who are struggling with the same thing and just completely frustrated uh, figuring out the root cause of their acne and skin struggles. Amazing. I definitely want to dive into your health history to, to what got you to this point in starting a business. But I do want to go a little bit to more of the beginning. Um, What was your childhood like? And did you always have this itch or desire to be an entrepreneur? It's funny because I never realized it at the time, but now reflecting back, absolutely. (laughs) So I did not grow up in a household of entrepreneurs, but actually most of my family is are all teachers. And I I was fascinated with actually the business world because it was like opposite of everything my family did, but I didn't know that entrepreneurship was even a a choice or an option, mainly because I grew up in Pittsburgh and everyone who I knew growing up there, like whose families had businesses, it was mainly like construction companies. Mm -hmm. It was like construction, landscaping, um, builders, contractors, all of that. There wasn't like a big food, beverage, skincare, wellness, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship space in Pittsburgh. I mean, a little more now. Or but even I'm at sure the, at the time too. I feel yeah, like now yeah, exactly. there's like a million brands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't even realize that was that was something I could do. I thought if you owned, you know, kind of a food-based product, it was just like at the farmer's market or the co-op. And mm-hmm. so... So I always thought I'd work in the corporate world somehow, but I didn't didn't know what that was. Uh, but growing growing up, I was always putting on like lemonade stands, but not even like your typical lemonade stand. Like I would bake cookies and different pastries. I would pull all different drinks from my parent parents' fridge and put it out. Um, one time, I was accidentally selling beer at my lemonade stand when I was like nine years old. Had no idea, but like my neighbor went over to my parents and was like, "Love the spirit, but like, do you know your daughter is selling beer and wine coolers on the corner of the street?" And I was like, I'm "You sure gotta give that people what they want." More people too, <laughs> right? Like in my head, I was just like, "Well, adults love this. I'll get them to get yeah. more." Um, I was hosting like carnivals in my backyard where like, kids would buy tickets, and then all the prizes to the games. I I set up would be like my toys and stuffed animals. Yeah. Um, so I was like constantly doing things. I had like a, a neighborhood cleaning business at one point, all the things. Um, it even continued throughout college. I I always had um, different leadership positions in, in different clubs for raising money and putting on events. But again, I never saw this as starting my own, my own business. Um, I, I used to actually work in professional sports and then uh, went back to school to get my degree in holistic nutrition. So it's been a wild path. That's amazing. I feel like it's one of those prime examples of like, you don't know why at the, in the moment when you were younger or through your teenage or college years, you're like, I don't know why I'm doing these things, but it all it makes feels sense right. now. You love yeah, it. Yeah, it, it all right. makes sense now. Yeah. That's amazing. So what happened that you made the pivot to go into holistic health and and getting that nutrition degree because I feel like from the people that I know who at least went into the nutrition world they had that desire because it stemmed from an issue that they personally were facing whether that had to do with hormonal imbalance or gut health or mental health or just 
like food sensitivity or whatnot. So I'm curious to see, to hear about what got you to that path. Cause it's not an easy one to, to switch gears from professional sports to holistic nutrition. It is not. And isn't it cool how we can reframe, you know, taking some of our biggest struggles in life mm-hmm. to leading us on the right path. Life always seems my, to work itself out that way. One of my favorite quotes, I think I heard it on like Gabby Bernstein's podcast and now I'm like stealing it as if it was mine. But like um, it was, it said something like sometimes your suffering or your pain is so hard because your calling in life is a lot higher and you don't notice that until after the fact, like in your case, after you build this awesome skincare brand and you're helping all these women and men, you know, deal with their acne, but um, in the moment, you're like, why is this happening to me? But then you realize it's actually it happened for me. So that's something I've been marinating on. I love that. And I, I always like to say too, when people are in the midst of struggles, right? You can you can feel like you're drowning and it's mm-hmm. really hard to have perspective when you're drowning because you're just trying to stay alive. Like you're just yeah. trying to keep your head afloat and you don't really have a lot of room to have perspective or think about things in an extremely different way. You're just trying to survive. And then, you know, you start treading water more and the water starts going down and then, you know, you're up to your hips and you can have a little more perspective, but you're not out of the water yet. And then you're your ankles and you're out of the water and you're like, wow, remember when I was drowning and, 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 and what I did and how it's gotten to me where I am today. And I just, I always like to think about that and it's good. You know, you're going to have those drowning moments more, multiple times throughout a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think about how long a lifetime is that they're going to come, but the more that you can overcome them, the more that you can remember like, okay, I've been here before I've been drowning before and I've gotten out of it and I've been even stronger and even better and had more perspective and more resilience. So I always remind myself of that now. Um, I love that. But I've always had a, a major passion for health before it was even a category that people really spoke about. Um, mm-hmm. in, in high school, I, I did cheerleading, but my, my main sport was running track and pole vaulting. And I ran the 800, which is really hard. <laughs> it's like yeah. sprinting at your full speed, like sprinting at like your 400 really, really fast speed for a half a mile. And I used to get horrible migraines and sometimes throw up after. And I, I quickly noticed that what I did that day and what I ate that day for lunch had an effect on how I felt mm. later in the day. And it's it's crazy at thinking back on it. There was no one like on the track team giving nutritional advice or like anything. I it wasn't like talked about. Yeah. It wasn't talked about. I feel like these resources would have been amazing. Um, but I just started adjusting what I ate for lunch um for how I would feel later in the day. And and it was removing fried foods. It was reminding, removing a lot of breads, but at this time, no one was saying gluten. No one was saying Mm -hmm. like seed oils, like trans fat, like any of that. I just was relating what I ate to how I felt. So I started removing that. I started making like smoothies for breakfast. Now looking back on it, it was like all fruit, but (laughs) (laughs) now we know how to make better smoothies. Now no protein. Now we know how to make better smoothies, but like it was a start. It was better than like a toaster strudel, right? Um, so I started making those adjustments and then in college, the same thing I would, I, I would make smoothies and my snack would be like carrots and hummus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would notice like how I would feel like hung over the next morning based on what I ate yeah. the day. Right. So it's like those little shifts. Um, and, and so that, that has always been really interesting to me. And I'm also the kind of person that just enjoys feeling good. Um, yeah. so for the longest time, it wasn't like, I'm trying to be healthy. I just, I feel like people weren't really saying that it was more like, I just, I want to feel, it was a very intuitive feeling. Just mm-hmm. wanted to feel good. And I, I realized what I was eating had an effect on how I felt. And a lot of things used to really upset my stomach in high school and college. Like come to find out I do have celiac disease. I got diagnosed when I was like 23, 24, but it totally makes sense for a lot of stomach issues I had all through mm-hmm. high school and college. And um, doctors used to tell me I had like stomach acid issues and all yeah, of this, but there. it all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after college, I was in, um, I was working for a sports team and it was really insane culture. It, just no balance. Um, I was working like 80 hour work weeks. Um, they did not promote balance of any kind. 
And I was probably in the worst health I had ever been. I didn't truly didn't have time to work out and actually rest. So I would have had to choose between like sleep or working out. Yeah. Um, so it was the longest amount of time in my life I'd gone without a ton of movement. And I was trying to eat the best I could for lunches, but a lot of times there was meetings scheduled. We had to eat the catered food there. And I was like learning how to adjust as an adult for the first time uh, with not a lot of free time to organize everything. And I was, I made no money. So I was, (laughs) by the time I like paid my car payment, paid my rent, like there was barely, I had to like be really budget conscious with grocery. Um, so I was eating the, eating the best I could. Um, but about a year later, I started to have all these different health problems. It started with, um, a slip disc in my back and then it was stomach ulcers. And then it was everything I was eating was making me sick. And this was all compiling over the course of a few years, but it showed up sporadically in different health issues. Um, I didn't take it seriously or make the body connections until about three years later when my skin in a matter of two months just completely erupted bright red cystic acne super inflamed on both sides i started dropping a ton of weight without any major changes in my diet or exercise routine um my hair was thinning i like looked emaciated and you know sometimes we ignore when it's the inside feelings until our body starts screaming from the outside and then you're like okay, I have to figure out what's going on. Um, so at around this time, I'd actually gone back to school to get my degree in holistic nutrition because I was in, I just, you know, still so passionate about it. And I was really bored of my corporate job. Um, so I started to make some of these connections, started to really understand naturopathic medicine. I'd never heard of naturopathic medicine up to this point. It was just like Western, you know, you have an issue, you go to the primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. But after feeling failed time and time again, and just having prescriptions pushed on me at the same time, I was really learning about holistic nutrition. None of it felt right for my body. Um, And that's what, you know, really set me on the path of, of, of health, of holistic healing, of just getting to know my own body of like what feels right and what feels wrong for me and how society has pushed us to a very prescription based way of solving for Mm -hmm. symptoms rather than getting to the root cause. And so it's something I'm extremely passionate about. I've so, I want to dive into like all these different bits and pieces of that. So before I do that, just to give like a quick background of, of why I resonate to that story so much, I've had gut issues since I was 14 years old. It first started like after my first menstrual cycle. So it was hormone related, but then also gut issues from IBS, which was like a bullshit, you know, <laughs> I, I like such, I, I can't the, when people are like, I have IBS. I'm oh like, my no, God. That's a symptom of something that's going exactly. on in your body. <laughs> exactly. And it was like IBS and then it turned into chronic bloating and then it was SIBO and then parasites and leaky gut and dysbiosis. And like, yep. <laughs> then it was like low thyroid, iron deficiency, adrenal fatigue, estrogen dominance. And it was like, one thing after another, after another. And it was so frustrating because when I was in college is when things got really bad. But, and that's when similar to you, I started to become fascinated by this whole world of holistic medicine. Cause anytime I would go to, you know, a typical GI doctor and they would be like, Hey, take this medication. Even just in the office, I would be like, this, it doesn't feel right. Like this yeah. doesn't feel in alignment because you're not giving me an answer as to why I feel this way. And that's what allowed me to be like, I need to heal myself because Eastern, wait, Western, Eastern medicine. Yeah. Western yeah. medicine. I always get them confused. Western medicine has failed me time and time and again. And then, you know, when I was in college, I started to eat cleaner, like remove gluten and dairy and just notice similar to you intuitively how the foods I was eating was making me feel so different. And I started Mm -hmm. to go up. But the thing is, it's like once one part of your body becomes imbalanced, it kind of like it's like a domino effect and like turns into hormonal and thyroid adrenal and then everything is also connected and if you're not operating intuitively you could leave the doctors with 10 prescriptions from Mm -hmm. all of those things when in reality it could be like one to two root causes that you need to fix but they're like giving you 10 prescriptions for the 10 different like for five of the symptoms then the other prescriptions are for the symptoms that are caused by those other prescriptions medications cause newer symptoms so it's a cycle yeah. And it wasn't until like about three years ago during COVID, I was at my worst and or not at my worst, but it was really bad. And I was like, you know what? COVID, I'm home. 
I'm not in my office anymore. I have the time to like really, really dedicate to healing. And that's when I got into the whole world of functional medicine and like started to work with a doctor that like really knew his shit and was able to connect the dots on everything. And, but where I'm going with this is like what I realized throughout that journey with him. And I still work with him um, because I'm not fully healed yet. I realized I learned three months ago after like 12 years of dealing with this, my root cause is endometriosis. Mm. Um, but it, what I struggled with throughout that entire journey was like how to get to that root cause. And I'm really curious for you because obviously the foods you were eating made a huge impact. And I don't know if you like supplemented or worked with anyone as well, but how did you understand, you know, you mentioned celiac was, was something that you got diagnosed with, but how did you get to that root cause? And what was your... Like, what was your mindset during that? Because it's so hard. You know, doctors, my experience was like, I would go into the doctor's office and they would tell me like, it's all in your head. And I'm like, I know what my body feels and this doesn't feel right. So oh, I had doctors tell me I had an eating disorder. Like they were convinced I had an eating disorder. I'm like, I, I was like in tears because I just wanted to felt feel understood. Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't making this up. And this is how I was feeling. But they were like, Oh, you're losing like you're lying to us. Like, um, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I believe <it. laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> I believe that that was your experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had kind of two separate root causes. So the first one, I was on birth control for almost 10 years, and I've since learned that birth control covers up so many underlying root causes and kind of a, puts a Band-Aid over some of them. So mm -hmm. all these symptoms are, these root causes are developing, and birth control is covering up the symptoms. So a lot of times when you get off, all these symptoms arise that had been pushed down and hidden for so long because it causes you know birth control so many nutrient deficiencies um causes so much so many hormonal imbalances because yeah. you know synthetically we're trying to regulate fake hormones and replacing your own for x amount of years and yeah it's just, it's scary how how many like kids we put on like 14 years old on birth control yeah. And, like yeah. hormones aren't finished develop brains aren't finished developing um but root cause was I had a ton of gut and intestinal issues, definitely linked to celiac, but I had a lot of inflammation because of the autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. And so when I first got a lot of testing done, of course, a ton of food showed that showed up as being reactive and a ton of different things. And what I always like to remind people is sometimes that can create a lot of fear in food, which I really don't like. And know that when you first get certain nutrient deficiencies and food sensitivities done, it's your body is dealing with a lot of inflammation and kind of all over the place and really chaotic. So a lot of foods and things are going to show up that once your body is more stabilized and under control, those won't be strong food sensitivities or even food sensitivities anymore. Um, so you can go back to eating some of those things because there's even like random fruits and vegetables that'll show up. And it's like, oh my God, wait, I can't have tomatoes. I can't have oh my grapes. God. I can't have that. Like, right. It's like really weird. I did things. one years ago and like bananas are my favorite fruit. And, and like show up as bananas. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how am I going to make a smoothie? And but yeah. that's what you said. It was like three months, cut it out, let yes. your body get more balance and then slowly introduce it. Yeah, exactly. So I went on a really strict healing protocol for about eight or nine months because I mean, I'll tell you, I literally lost 30 pounds. Like again, when I was really sick, I lost 30 pounds. I had extreme cystic acne. My hair was thinning. Mm -hmm. um, so to get on a really good path, I was on a strict uh, diet protocol for about nine months and I started to gain the weight back, which was really great. I was on a couple different supplements and it was made it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff to help with SIBO um to help you know increase my HCL like my stomach acid help mm -hmm. increase my digestive enzymes because I wasn't breaking down or absorbing protein so I got on a supplement protocol and an eating protocol and I took it very seriously for about nine months um and I mean my symptoms started to go away in a matter of a few weeks I just like wow. really stuck to it because I wanted to heal my inflammation and help uh control my autoimmune condition so I did that and I was able to bring so many more things back in after. And even my, my life is so much more balanced now because I was still pretty strict for another like two years after because I was scared to eat yeah. a lot of those foods, right? Like it's PTSD. You get really triggered like 
oh my gosh, what if I go back to that? And, you know, what if I get sick again? Um, but now I'm at a really amazing point with food where like, I have dairy every once in a while. I have like, I, I used to like not eat grains for the longest time. There were so many things I didn't touch. And now I have like a very balanced, healthy relationship with food, but it, it takes some time after healing. Cause again, you're just naturally so triggered by it being a really terrifying experience going through big health issues. Um, so that was, you know, kind of the one root cause. And then the other root cause for all of my acne is a ton of misinformation about what actually triggers acne internally and externally. Like I knew nothing about pore clogging ingredients and a proper skincare routine and how over supplementation can actually trigger hormonal imbalances and trigger hormonal acne of like really good supplement. If you're taking an excess amount can actually mm -hmm. trigger hormonal acne. So I learned that whole side of things too. And the combination of both put me on a really strong path now. I'm so happy that you come out of it. And I, and I definitely feel you on the fear of food. I mean, that's something I still struggle with. I think because I've been dealing with gut issues for over a decade of my life, yeah. I like, it's kind of a weird thing. Like I genuinely don't remember what it feels like to, to feel good. Like there are mm -hmm. days where it's better than others, but it's like, it's a weird place to be in because I'm I'm eating way more freely, which is something that I'm really happy about. And I don't really think about it as much, but it's still, you know, at a restaurant, I'm like, I order the, the dish and I'm like, mm, like what oils are in here? And yeah, it is, takes is there time. Green in this? Yeah, it takes time, especially mm. like once you're on that healing journey. Yeah. Um, regarding the second path that you said of like the root causes internally, what's affecting your skin and then externally, I really want to dive into both of those. Um, you mentioned the supplementation, obviously food plays a big factor when mm -hmm. it comes to internal. Um, but like, where do you, w with your research and with what you've been doing for the past few years, what do you think is like the most common, like the top three or the top two triggers that cause acne internally? Cause it's a, it's a symptom, right? Like the, the breakout mm -hmm. you're having on your chin, it could be because of your hormones. It could be because of your diet, but I'm curious to hear what are the most common reasons when it comes to internal? And then I want to dive into the external topical piece as well, because I feel like that's a whole other category. <laughs> yeah. So all the research for this has really been working with functional medicine practitioners and seeing lab work and blood work done for, you know, close to seven years and really understanding people who are genetically more acne prone do have some nutrient deficiencies that cause them to be more acne prone. They have what's called retention hyperkeratosis, which means the skin, the, um, your skin, skin protein grows a lot faster. So the poor, the pores in your skin clog a lot faster. Um, so really the root causes internally that we've seen across blood work is, um, nutrient deficiencies, hormonal imbalances and yeast, heavy metal and mold toxicity. Mm -hmm. Those are really the three. Um, with hormonal imbalances, the first thing to really check before you even get blood work done is just making sure that you're not over supplementing with vitamin D, zinc, and B12. Mm -hmm. Those three in excess uh, can trigger testosterone production, which can trigger acne. Again, the key word is in excess here. Those yeah. are amazing vitamins and nutrients that our body totally. needs. By no means should you avoid those. <laughs> but uh, we're in a culture of more is better. Like I get the question all the time with our mind, body, skin supplement for clear stem. They're like, oh my gosh, my acne is really bad. Should I take even more than you suggest? Oh, I'm like, no, like we have the correct amounts of everything with the correct serving size on there. Yeah. Please do not take more because more is not better. Um, so I really see that a lot. See a lot of um, nutrient deficiencies uh, from being on birth control. So when you're on the pill, it's really important to supplement with certain uh, nutrients that you are deficient in. Um, people also people taking biotin, if you already have retention hyperkeratosis, um, genetically being more acne prone, biotin is only going to make that worse because it makes the skin protein grow even faster than you naturally do. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like known for it to help. Yeah, skin, sort of. Yeah, but it's like the worst. I mean, yeah, it helps your nails and hair grow because it yeah. stimulates protein production and, and growth, but you don't want excess skin growth in your pores to clog even faster mm -hmm. when you're 
you're already struggling with acne. Um, but we see huge deficiencies in vitamin A. Um, vitamin A, one of its one of its most important functions for the skin specifically, is it helps the skin shed at a consistent rate. Mm. Um, and again, people's skin doesn't shed as fast when they're acne prone, leading it to clog up and vitamin A helps um, it shed appropriately. So we see a lot of vitamin A deficiencies and um, a lot of lack in the ability for people to break down fats, proteins, or carbs. Usually you're either you're struggling with one or the other breaking down fats or proteins and absorbing those nutrients or breaking down carbs and absorbing the nutrients correctly. Um, So if you're not, it can cause like insulin resistance. Um, So those are some of the different nutrient deficiencies and um and also hormone like uh supplements that can cause hormonal imbalances those are some big ones um the other one like heavy metal mold toxicity um you can easily get those tests done through like different functional medicine practitioners but some symptoms to note of if you're just like really lethargic all the time a ton of brain fog feeling really off bloated and sick from everything you eat, it could be linked um, to mold, heavy metal, um, toxicities. In regards to hormonal acne, because that's something that I struggle with, um, because I mentioned before I have endometriosis, I held off on birth control my entire life. Recently, I had to start it just because sometimes like it was affecting my daily life to the point where I genuinely like could not live the way that I wanted to without any support. Thankfully, they they came out with this new one. I don't know if you've heard of it yet. It's called Nextralis. Nextralis. Is it a, a pill or It's a pill, IUD? but it's okay. a plant-based non-synthetic birth control. So I like brought it to my functional doctor. I was like, if you bless this, then it's blessed by me as well. And he did. And it's it's one of those situations where it's like, it's the final like straw, like what else could I do kind of thing. Um, and my skin has has gone a little bit better, but I also know it's because of the pill, which kind of freaks me out because I'm like, okay, well, I don't plan on being this for the rest of my life. Like, I like, is it all going to come back? How do you know whether like whether it is a it is hormonal acne versus cystic acne or or other forms of acne or other types of skin issues? Um, and with the birth control piece, like, what have you found has been for girls or women who have gone on it and have gone off of it and their skin, you know, was just blew up again. What do you think, what has, have you found to be the thing that really like clears that up? That was a bunch of questions in one. So, yeah. so <laughs> the, the first one is how to really know if it's hormonal acne. Um, one sign is if you're having heavier breakouts and mainly cystic on the bottom half of your face kind of where you'd have like a goatee mustache beard under your jawline like that whole area um mainly because that is the androgen aka male hormone aka testosterone region um so that's where you can break out a lot from hormonal issues and it it can be pretty heavy cystic acne like you know the closed comedone like really big pustules um doesn't usually come to a head um, the second question was with, oh, uh, like, how can we clear skin up after getting birth control? And what causes that? So um, I'm speaking more to the pill, not necessarily some of the other forms, but the pill, the reason why it can, quote, help with acne is because it suppresses and it suppresses testosterone. Mm. And so someone who has heightened testosterone or an imbalance in estrogen that's showing up as heightened testosterone um, and causing acne, the pill will suppress that synthetically, right? You're not like actually bouncing your hormones. You're just like pushing the testosterone down. Um, And so that's helping control the oil production of your skin and um, your testosterone. So then when people get off the pill, because it's been suppressed for so long, the body doesn't know how to regulate its own testosterone levels. So you get off and you go through what's called testosterone rebound effect. Mm. And it like comes back like a rubber band, like, right, even stronger, because it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm flooded with testosterone now. And I don't know what to do with it, because I didn't treat the root cause before the pill, I just went on it to push it down. So now it comes back even worse. So 
Um, some things that you can do, there's an amazing book called Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton, and she doesn't take sides of birth control or not birth control. She just tells you how to support your body while you're on it. And then if you want to get off of it, what to do. And so really supporting key nutrients and hormones in your body to have a gentler effect of getting off birth control can be really, really helpful. Um, Another one, DIM, is a really great support. Like we have our mind, it's why we create our mind, body, skin supplement. It's really to help with hormonal acne and can help while you're on the pill, getting off the pill, all of that, because it's going to, it has the correct form of bioavailable vitamin A, which again, it's going to help your skin not get clogged as fast. It's going to help your skin shed appropriately and consistently. Um, DIM helps get rid of extra estrogen and hormones in the body that don't belong. So it's going to help clean that out a little bit faster for you. It has digestive enzymes in it, which are going to support your body breaking down food and absorbing more nutrients. Because like I said, birth control um, blocks the absorption of a lot of nutrients and can mm -hmm. cause de deficiencies. So digestive enzymes and panathenic acid that we have in it are helping support in that way. Um, birth control also negatively affects the liver. So we have a lot of liver supporting components in the my body skin supplement to help make your liver stronger because your liver is in charge of filtering out excess hormones that don't belong in the body and like processing them and um so when your liver is really bogged down by other medications it can't do what it's supposed to do mm -hmm. so most of our livers are not functioning at 100 percent. so uh, we have a lot of liver supporting components in that area I love how with ClearSem, you guys are looking at it both from the internal side with your supplementation, but then also obviously the creams and the the topical pieces. So to switch gears on the topical side, um, you know, there's so many quote clean skincare brands and there's so many apps or, you know, websites now where you could plug in a name of a product and it'll tell you like, all the ingredients and it'll show like in yellow, green, red, if it's good or not, but there's it's information overload. Um, and I still struggle with this because I'm like, okay, well, I have this clean brand, but then I read that it's not fully clean. And is this the thing that's, you know, causing my, you know, my skin issues or any other type of hormonal balance or whatnot? What, you know, with your products, it's, it's clean, it's, it's anti-aging, it's anti-acne, with your experience, what do you think is like the biggest issue with the skincare industry and how are you guys changing that or solving that? There's a lot and I can understand the skincare and makeup and all of that is so overwhelming and confusing because all it is is marketing and it's, mm -hmm. it's different companies trying to get your attention to get your dollars to use their products. And what it comes down to is ingredients that work. So clean beauty can cause a ton of acne because one of the root cause of acne from an external perspective is one, not properly exfoliating and two, poor clogging ingredients. So you can have the cleanest product on earth. And if it has poor clogging ingredients in it, clean or not clean, it's going to clog your pores and going to cause you to break out. So that's the first thing that we have everyone look at when they're evaluating their current skincare routine, makeup and hair care, because conditioner can have a lot of poor clogging ingredients. You'll see that you break out a lot on your sleep side and on your back from conditioner. Um, so we have a poor clogging ingredients checker on our website. So you can check all your current products to see, okay, what is the culprit of my skincare, makeup and hair care routine? So I can remove those because you don't have to wipe out everything you're using. Yeah. It's just finding which ones are the culprits of clogging your pores. Um, and that's why Yes, it's in. Yes, we like clean skincare. Obviously, we make clean skincare with Clear Stem, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's acne safe. And also, clean skincare and non toxic can also create fear around things as well, which we don't like. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, if something's really, really clean, uh, like let's say you're just like mixing oils up in your kitchen and putting, bottling it and selling it. Well, you're not stabilizing it. It might not be the correct pH for someone's skin, which could lead to more skin issues and eczema and psoriasis, all different things. Um, it also, if it doesn't have any healthy preservatives in it, it could quickly grow mold in it, which I just mm. saw in the last month or so, there's been a ton of recall on some clean makeup companies of people finding mold growth in it because sometimes too clean, like you don't have a long shelf life. So you can only use it for a month or two and then it starts growing mold. And there are natural preservatives that 
are necessary in skincare and makeup if you're going to use them. Um, you know, if, if you want to be like the most insane clean and just use like an oil, like, which is not typically acne safe, <laughs> it's not going to help any like skin issues you can, yeah. but so you need to have that flexibility with clean and non-toxic of like, Hey, there's preservatives and stabilizers and pH balancers. Like we have to use to make sure biologically it works for your skin and it can be absorbed in your skin and it's not going to grow mold and stuff like yeah. that. So that's why some of these checkers can go like not in the most positive direction and create fear around people um, without actually understanding what some of these ingredients do in a really healthy way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so that's why there's so many different definitions of non-toxic and clean out there. Um, so we are, you know, we feel very strongly about clean skincare, but of course we use stabilizers and pH balancers because we create positive change in people's skin and um, we help with breakouts and acne and wrinkles and all the things. So um, basically back to what I was saying, pore clogging ingredients is most important um, for clean and not clean. And then um, I forget what I was saying with that. I would just went on a really long tangent. Does that make sense? No, it's also <laughs> okay. helpful. Because it is, it is fear-based and it's also, it's one of those things where like, I started to find myself getting a bit stressed about it, which yes. then affects my gut health and also affects my acne. And that's not healthy, yeah. healthy either. Like we I have to understand. Oh yeah. This is what I was thinking before. We have to understand that like we come in contact with toxins all day, every, just by like living life. And yeah. at some point, like you have to just take a breather and understand like, you come in contact with things and life isn't perfect and like non, yeah. non-toxic doesn't mean it's good for you. Like, you know, dirt is non-toxic. Should you be, should you be eating dirt? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, <laughs> it can just be, it can go too far sometimes. I mean, I don't know if you heard about the laundress, the laundry products. The yes. I saw I they had was, a recall. Yeah. I had a recall because they found some bacteria in their products and both my brother and I used it and I had this horrific rash over the summer mm. and I had no idea what it was stemming from until five months later. I, like I went to infectious disease experts. I spent thousands of dollars trying to figure out what it was. Cause I thought it was like parasite related or something in my home. Like I had no idea. And then it came out that it was from the laundress, um, from those clean, you know, quote, clean laundry products. And that got me feeling like I had very little faith after that. I was like, I'm investing more in quote, better quality products. And then this happens. So then I was like, okay, I don't even know what products. To yeah. So for. here's, I mean, that's a, that's a great example. Cause like my heart hurts for that company. Right. Because they're trying yeah. to do better. Like they're trying to be clean yeah. and non-toxic and like really do things the right way. But again, when, and I don't know, so I don't want to make speculations as to like what exactly. I don't happened, know how but, the but bacteria got in there. Or what but the like anything can was. happen, right? Yeah. Like you have these huge vats of product and like something gets in there that's like out of control uh, and like you know all these companies do third-party testing and, and maybe it didn't get picked up and yeah. um and, and then that happened and it just goes to show you that like you know you can be the cleanest product but if you don't have certain components then bacteria can grow um and again it, it doesn't mean it, it's right or wrong it's just i, I wouldn't let that scare you because like the great thing is is like that company is going to be even stronger moving forward because they went through something so hard. Yeah. And now if, if they did make a mistake, they'll know how to check that now moving forward. And they're going to be so careful moving forward after going through something like that. So it, it is good to know that I feel like they're even more trustworthy moving forward because they went through something really, obviously they didn't do that purposely. Totally. So they, yeah, totally. they went through something really hard as a company that you know, I can't imagine like recalling hundreds of thousands worth of product, throwing it out, investigating, yeah. dealing with any like potential lawsuits and stuff. And then now like really tightening up their ship and operations to make sure that really does not happen again. Um, but yeah, contaminants can happen anywhere with like any products. And I think it is to, you know, give companies a little bit of grace when, when they go through stuff like that, because know that it's never purposeful. Totally. And it's not even just in skincare. I mean, we hear about like food recalls all the time from, yeah. you know, Whole Foods even or, or Trader Joe's or all these trustworthy brands. And it's to your point, it's none of it is ever purposeful. It's just, unfortunately, it's the, it's all the industries and it's maybe partly this country. I don't know, but there's just so many different variables that go into yeah. it. 
Um, but it's like, I think it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning. It's like, you need to really trust your own intuition when it comes to these things. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, especially now with like word of mouth, right. Especially with skincare, you know, I'll be like, mm-hmm. Hey, like, I'll text my girlfriends. I'm like, Hey guys, anyone have like a good mascara? And I'll like get all their recommendations and I'll, you know, I'll buy it. And I'm like, this doesn't hit the same way my old mascara did. Right. Like, like sometimes we don't want to go super non-toxic with absolutely everything because we don't function too. So yes. it's like finding that balance. Like what I put on my skin every single day, I want to be clean because it gets absorbed through your bloodstream. But like, um, I mean, I use the Thrive Mascara, which is non-toxic and I love them, but like, it might not work for everyone, right? And yeah. they're like, well, maybe my CVS brand mascara, like it's, yeah. you know, is my favorite thing in the whole world. And if you're not having issues with it, like you got to have some like balance in life, right? Totally. And you can, and it's, it is really hard to eat clean and use all the clean products and work out and manage your stress and be mind and like all the things. So it's yeah. Like, it's like, we're just trying to live life here. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I, that's why, like, when you mentioned before of like you having food freedom now of like, you know, when you're at the restaurant, sometimes you, you will have the dairy from time to time. It's like that gives you peace of mind. And that also allows you to just enjoy life like that's what we're here to do at the end of the day is to make yes. the most of, of like living. what makes you happy yeah yes. yeah um I would love to know like coming out of your your chronic health issues and and the cystic acne I'm sure that was a really tough time mentally obviously physically but mentally as well um once you started to go upwards and your skin started to heal I would love to learn like what are some practices or tools or wellness tips that either you adopted while that was happening or that you now incorporate in your daily life that just continuously like helps you evolve or just be happier I'm the kind of person that loves to try a lot of different modalities and then just see what really works for me right so I've gone through a lot of stages of trying out different things uh, you know I meditated every single day for a while I journaled every single day I did the whole wake up at 5 a.m. and work out. Now I prioritize and sleep a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, I, I feel like I'm in a really balanced state in life because I used to have a pretty extreme morning routine. The three-hour morning routine, I'd wake up at like 4.50, 5 a.m., have my whole morning routine. I'd be tired by like noon. Yeah. Um, so now I really prioritize drinking clean water, um, getting some just general reflective alone time in, um, and getting quality sleep. And so sleep is something really big I prioritize because that is your time's body to regenerate and reboot mm-hmm. and keep you healthy and manage your stress levels. So sleep is so important. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, I usually lay, I don't like fly out of bed as soon as my alarm goes off. I usually snooze it and I'm, a, I'm awake, but I'm probably laying in bed for a good half an hour and kind of just thinking. Like I don't grab my phone. I just like think about the day, kind of run through the day in my head. I reflect on some things because once you start going for the day and picking up your phone, then it's everyone else's energy in you and whatever else is posting or the emails that you're reading or the interactions that you're having. And it's everyone else's energy and thoughts and things. Um, So I I love to just lay there and process my own thoughts before it's inundated with everyone else's for the day and call that meditating or not, you know, I don't want a meditation. Yeah. It's just like reflecting. Um, So I I do that. I, then I get up and I immediately tongue scrape and brush my teeth. Um, It now freaks me out not to do that. (laughs) Um, Tongue scraping is so important. Like 90% of the toxins of like when you're sleeping all come out through your tongue. And so it's really important, like scrape and get it all off before you drink water. Cause then you're like drinking it all down. So that's what gets me out of bed is because I'm always really thirsty and I know I can't drink water until I tongue scrape. That's a good way to keep that habit going. That's what actually physically gets me out of bed every time. (laughs) fact that I want water. Um, And then I'm really big on electrolytes and just feeling really hydrated first thing in the morning. I'm recently just obsessed with water in really unique ways. So (laughs) I have, um, I have my reverse osmosis. I feel like if I feel like the best possible water is getting the spring water delivered, but I, I travel and I'm on the go so much that it just, the delivery like does not work out for me in my schedule. So Wait, I get what is, re- what is, re- I've never heard of that. Yeah. You can get it hooked up to your sink um, oh. and have a little reverse osmosis uh, 
like little filter. filter thing put on and it basically strips the water of everything. It, it goes through like three different styles of filter. So you do have to put minerals back in the water versus like mm. if you got spring water delivered, it has all of your minerals are already in it because it's spring water. Um, but then you have to like, you know, subscription, have the delivery yeah. that again, doesn't match with my schedule, <laughs> but that would be ideal. So reverse osmosis strips it of everything. So you do have to put back in minerals. So I will use like either the Quinton salt water, a pinch of, um, it's called real salt. It's, you know, cause there's a lot of salt. Like Celtic salt? Like yeah. It's yeah. Celtic salt's a good one. Real salt is a good brand. Um, Redmond's is a good brand too. Um, Actually, it might be Redmond's Real Salt. I'll have to look on it, but it's like the big bag. It's the bag of salt. But there's a lot of, you know, not good salt companies that have like heavy yeah. metals and stuff in it. So just find a good one. Um, but yeah, those are great ones. So I'll just like put a pinch of that in or I think it's bio body or bio something. They have like great electrolytes and minerals too you can put in. Um, and I drink, you know, a whole, a whole thing of that water. I have like a short supplement routine in the morning. Um, and then I go for a walk, got to get my outside time. Um, I love coffee in the morning. I do try to wait about an hour, hour and a half after waking up before I have coffee though. So usually by the time, you know, laying in bed, morning routine, getting my water, go for a walk. It's, you know, hitting that hour, hour and a half mark. Um, and get my coffee, get some sunlight walk. And then I'm usually sitting down my desk and, and getting work done by then. But, uh, oh yeah, usually a workout in there too. I either make sure I get an, a solid amount of movement, like 10 to 15,000 steps a day or get a workout in. Um, so I'll alternate. I think like working out every single day keeps inflammation up in your body. So I yeah. actually try to alternate like working out and just relaxing, calming movement. I love that. And this just goes back to like this theme that I'm getting from sensing from you is just intuit, like your intuitive yeah. nature, which is amazing. And like, I'm so, I, I love that you've, you're so tapped into that because it's like, even just in your morning, I've done the same thing of like, wake up. These have a hardcore have the, morning. Oh my God. I did before. it like right before COVID. So like January, 2020, same. And <laughs> I was like on a kick. I was like, wake up every day, at, like four 30, like drink water, go to the gym for an hour, come home, shower, get, get on the bus at 7.15 so that I'm in Manhattan by nine o'clock and work. And then by 11 o'clock, I was like, I feel like the day needs to be over already. Yeah. I'm you're really so begun. exhausted. You're, yeah. No, that's so true. And even now what I do, like have my workout in the morning, like I focus on weights or like a Pilates style and it's Me like too. 30, 35 minutes. Like that's all now, my workout I is. used to be, on, be in the gym on the treadmill, like burning like 500 calories for what? I have no idea. Like it was <laughs> like, it was helping. I wasn't getting right. stronger. Like it wasn't even doing anything for my body. And, and because of like all my health issues, I realized that the workouts I was, was doing was actually causing more inflammation and more stress. Yes. Yep. And the whole notion of like, I need to burn all these calories just like made everything worse. And and I strictly started to just do Pilates and not every day. Like there are days where I'm like, I genuinely just want to lay on my couch and I'm happy to do so. And yeah, there are days where I'm like- It's really cool when you get, when you have that mindset where you like allow yourself to be okay because your body just needs rest sometimes. And sometimes exactly. that's better than working out. Exactly. Like that restoration is actually doing more for you than you forcing yourself to- go on a two mile run because you ate a little bit more than you did, than you should have quote should have last night. Um, and it, it, it's such a freeing feeling that like, it took me a while to get there, but it all stemmed from me understanding like what actually works for my body and what do I enjoy doing? And now when I work out or go on my long walks, it feels meditative. And even the same thing with my morning routine, like I switch things up two pretty often but like the two things that I have found to be the most helpful is like a 30 minute Joe dispensa meditation and it just like recalibrates my mind every day mm -hmm. and then morning pages and just free write journaling and I love how you mentioned like the phone thing and just like getting everyone else's energy I have yet to try the like don't go on your phone for the first <laughs> 30 minutes sorry I'm trying to get my boyfriend off of that too the first thing he does everything in the morning is grab his phone and I'm like oh my yeah. gosh you haven't even given your brain time to like form your own thoughts wake for up. the day yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Exactly. Um, speaking of like balance though, um, so you have your own business, 
you're also building your own personal brand, which I think is awesome. You're in a relationship. Um, I would love to know, like, how have you found balance through all of it, especially with a company? You're still in the early stages. So, or even just like things that you might be struggling with or trying to find more balance in. I don't even know if I fully have balance, but it's really back to that. I operate intuitively. So there's a lot of times where I'm like pushing myself a ton. Like I've been traveling for almost a month, like, mm. like where I'm home for maybe two days, pick back up, um, on the go again, nonstop, uh, like speaking events, expos, conferences, like all the things. It's just been a really crazy season, but I just come back to those same things that I mentioned before is I really prioritize sleep. So for example, I had back-to-back conferences in Las Vegas for the last week. I just got home, which is why I haven't been working out the last two days. And I've been resting and just going on walks um, because it was really overstimulating and intense for my body to like be in Vegas where like smoke everywhere, like bright lights, really loud things, a ton of people, two conferences where I'm like like on networking for a week straight. (laughs) You're absorbing so much energy too. So much energy on so yeah and like like dinner like networking dinners every single night and the dinners don't start until like eight or nine o'clock so what I mean what I really what I really do in in those times and seasons is I prioritize my sleep so like yes we have a lot of late night dinners but a lot of people choose to like go out for drinks and continue to go out after and I don't and um so I come back home and I get sleep I thought I was in Vegas for a week and I had two drinks the entire time in Vegas for a week. Um, and I didn't even really need to have those two drinks, but I, I choose to not drink alcohol during stressful times on my body. I don't never drink alcohol, but I'll choose to have it when my body isn't going through something stressful and traveling, like being in a hotel room, networking events, constantly feeling on that is stressful on the body. So I'll choose not to drink. Um, so prioritize sleep. I prioritize like working out and movement. So I either got my workout in or my 10,000 steps a day. Um, and I made sure I always had like my glass bottled water with all my minerals. (laughs) Like I traveled (laughs) my supplements and my minerals. And so, and then I made like really smart choices when eating out, snacking, any of that, you know, every, all the dinners I was getting like veggies and a clean protein, like a salmon. Um, I, you know, I was just being really smart with what I ate to, because I knew that everything else I was doing was like inflamed, like stressing out my body. So the things that were in my control, which was my yeah. sleep, my water intake, what I was choosing to eat, those are the things that what I could control. I was making sure that I was staying really anti-inflammatory and supporting my body in really healthy ways. Um, so that's how I find balance in a not balanced stage of life. Um, I'm also really grateful that my boyfriend's also an entrepreneur and building a company and we're at very similar stages so we can mentally support each other. I also have a therapist and then um, Danielle and I, my co-founder in ClearStem, Danielle and I have an executive coach and company therapist together to help support that side of things. So really just supporting my mental and physical body during a unbalanced season of life of growing a company and going nonstop. First of all, I'm so happy you're getting the rest because you explaining the past month of your life just <laughs> made me want to go take a nap <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, it's it's a lot you can tell, but it's also it, it sounds like it's a really exciting time for you. So that's all great things that you're up to. I love what you said, though, of of the control element. And I think a lot of people, including myself, sometimes forget that not everything is in your control and you can manage. You might not be able to manage what happens, but you could manage your reaction to things or how you handle that. And that that is where we do have control and where we do have power. And in your case, it's like it's your sleep, it's your water, it's your movement. And for someone else, that could look differently. But it's it's I love how you you've been able to find a way to maintain your lifestyle in an environment that isn't your typical environment. Yes, exactly. Which is really important because especially as an entrepreneur, you're always changing environments. And even just in anyone who's listening, like your life is is constantly in a different season or a different environment. So the stresses you have now might look differently in a few months or if you move, it'll look differently. But keeping those practices and those tools 
consistently is what keeps you like intuitively in yourself and yeah helps me keep feel stay grounded grounded and safe mm-hmm. and secure which is why I keep do you know meditate every day and and do my journal routine like that's my way of just like holding my own and like that's the control that I I'm able to have every day so I think that's just such a great lesson lesson um especially because you're so busy and it's and sometimes like I've been on work trips recently where like I'll wake up and I'm like okay I should do the meditation and I won't do the 30 minute but I'll I'll like force myself to just do 10 minutes and like in the mornings would I want extra 10 minutes of sleep absolutely because I'm going to be out for 14 hours of the day and it's like I'm with people all the time and it's the client dinners and whatnot but those 10 minutes like pushing myself a little bit to maintain those practices just set me up for success for the rest of the day which I imagine is the same for you and your on your trips and whatever you're up to yeah, like, you know, you could you could listen to a million podcasts of, quote, successful people or people that you de- determine as successful or look up to in any way and hear a million different morning routines, but then um, their morning routine or daily routine might not be the right fit for you. So it's like picking, like listening and then testing different things of like, what actually fills me up, makes me feel supported, my body feel good to go about my day. Like, those are the ones that's gonna, that are going to work for you. Totally. So as you know, the title of my podcast is Lows to Highs Going Inwards and Growing Up. I know we talked about your upbringing and and what got you to this point. And you gave some great advice in the beginning, but I would love for you to leave like one last piece of wisdom, something we haven't talked about yet, or anything that's been brewing in your mind that you want to share with the audience on how to navigate that low moment and how to give them some hope that things will get better as time goes on. I like to call it the storm before the calm. (laughs) You know, once you get through the storm, like it's going to be calm on the other side. (laughs) It's going to be calm before the storm. Um, What I always like to do is imagine myself as like an 80 or 90 year old grandma talking to like my granddaughter, grandson and reflecting back on life. And part of what makes life so beautiful is getting over the really hard hurdles to the beautiful other side because you gain so much understanding, resiliency, perspective, like you gain really beautiful things once you're out of hard times in life. Like there is, I've been through some pretty tough things in life and not once have I not been for the better after I've gotten through it and, and a better version of myself every single time I've gone through it. So I just imagine like this, this beautiful life and like reflecting back to my granddaughter, grandson, and, and trying to offer them some perspective that like life does have lows, but it it's what makes the highs so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so just having faith during those times of doing the best you can with what you have at that time and just you know getting through it and processing it and knowing that there is a really beautiful side after and then you're going to have this amazing sense of perspective after of being like holy crap i just got through that and look where i am now and it it gives you this this power and this confidence that you didn't mm-hmm. have before and so know that you're going to you're going to have that on the other side when you get through it I love that because another element is like, if I'm thinking about the 80 year old version of myself and I'm describing this point in my life, like, or with anyone who's listening, like, is the thing that you're worried about even going to be a topic that you're talking Mm -hmm. about when you're 80 years old? Often we stress over little things and obviously the big things do have impact, um, which is valid. But sometimes we, you know, we get really frustrated that the meeting didn't go well or that we lost our keys. And then it's like one thing, like little things add to make the, them bigger in our mind. Yeah. So it's also a good gauge of like, is the thing that I'm worrying about going to matter in five years, 10 years, 60 years? Maybe not, maybe. But to your point, everything is is happening for you. And one day you'll be able to, to see those blessings. Yeah. And it, I think the great, like a great example is like, picture your very first like middle school, high school or college boyfriend. And, you know, when you guys broke up, it was like the world was over quite literally. Like, (laughs) and then like, you get to think back on it now and be like, oh my gosh, I was so dramatic. Like my my world was ending and look at me now. And like, that's just going to continually happen in life with a bunch of different things that you go through. You're just going to look back and be like, oh my God. 
like I literally thought my world was ending I literally texted my friend the other day I was like going through something and I literally was saying I can't wait to laugh about this and <laughs> yes like, you I know that's gonna happen and yes. I'm like excited for when that comes um that's so funny it'll come the calm yes. after the storm <laughs> exactly I'm gonna use that um thank you so much for for joining and speaking I'm I can't wait for our listeners to dive into this and you gave such great advice and wisdom when we touched on a bunch of different topics so thank you so much um i would love for you to do a little shameless plug where to find yourself on socials and then clear stem where can everyone buy it and find it and support you amazing thank you so much this was such a fun podcast and a great way to spend friday afternoon um everyone can find me on instagram kaylee.christina and then all things clear stem across all social platforms clear stem skincare and then clearstemskincare.com amazing all right thank you so much everyone for listening thanks kaylee thank you